What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in other countries. If you sign up today with the GTD Sports link, which you can find in our bio and on our website, you can save up to 70% with a money-back guarantee. So make sure to sign up with the GTD Sports link today. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got into a top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Alrighty, hello, hello everybody. My name's Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann, and you are listening to the Going the Distance podcast. Today is October 19th, it's episode 47. We're inching closer and closer to that big 5-0 mark. We gotta do something special for that 50th episode. We'll plan that out soon, so stay tuned for that. But first, we're gonna be talking about a bunch of football antics today before we get into our full NBA season predictions the NBA season just tipped off about an hour and a half before we went live. Currently, the Bucks, as Elijah was telling me, are creaming the Nets. You know, in basketball, though, anything can happen. So we don't know the final score yet. We probably will by the end of the game. And then the Lakers are also playing the Warriors tonight. We're going to touch on the MLB playoffs a little bit and then round it off with love it or loathe it, as always. But this is somewhat of a special episode because we will be joined by Colton Jacob Bison. You may recognize him from some of our older episodes where we talk about basketball and UFC. Man's knows his stuff, so he's going to come on here and talk some NBA, make some predictions with us. And yeah, so make sure to follow us on social media over at GTD underscore sports on everything other than TikTok. We are at GTDsports.com. You can see on the screen our personal accounts. I'm at RyanBinell8, and Elijah is at ElijahSpan19. And last but not least, subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter, which you can find on our website to keep up with email notifications on all new episodes and all that jazz. Damn. That was a breathful. So I'm going to hand uh, it over now to Elijah for uh, we're going to start off with our highlight and low light from this past weekend of sports. Elijah, what you got? Um, my highlight of the week uh, was definitely watching the Cowboys game with friends. I was in town this weekend or like I was back home and in Fort Worth and I got to see the Cowboys game with a bunch of buddies of mine. And it was fun to like watch it with friends because I've been watching the games by myself and I kind of forgot. It's been like a year since I've been able to do that. This is definitely like a really good game to watch it. Cowboys Pats, like going crazy, roller coaster of emotions was, there. Yeah, it was a personally. pretty good game. Yeah. And so I don't know. It was just good to good to catch it with like other fans. So yeah. And then um low light. So I deleted TikTok like a week, week and a half ago. And my productivity has um, increased a lot. But the reason why it's a low light is because how did I let a video app dictate how productive I am on a week-to-week basis? I I saw that whenever we were like about to start the episode. I saw that you had had uh, written that in there. And it made me think like I've been thinking the same kind of shit. Like I'll be spending like an hour on TikTok and I'll just be like, dude. What the, fuck? what the fuck? I just wasted an hour, bro. Like an hour of life. And it sucks you in. It does, bro. Like you just can't stop scrolling because like the next video could be fucking hilarious. You never know. Or it could be something mm-hmm. really cool that you want to. Yeah, dude, I don't know. There's definitely got to be some studies on it and stuff. I, 
I also definitely get a little bit of a social high um, when I swipe up on a video too soon because it's like, fuck you, I'm better than you. I'm not going to watch your video. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, what? Just like just like a feeling of superiority a little bit of like, you're dumb. I don't want to uh, view your, your don't video. Give them the, don't give them yeah, the stats. Like, yeah, I don't want to give them the stats. So. Um, it's all because like you'll do it and you'll wake up, be like, all right, I'm going to like spend like, I don't know, five minutes on TikTok or whatever. And then 45 minutes later, you're like, oh, I haven't got up out of bed. I woke up at 10 o'clock. It's 1130. Bro, especially because like now they added three minute videos instead of just 60 second videos. So sometimes, bro, I'll just get sucked in on like some story about a second string quarterback in Wazoo, Montana that broke his leg. Some crazy. I don't know. Like, you know, some random shit. Or like uh, some stupid like (laughs) geographic shit that's like a really like a nine minute youtube video but it's in like eight different parts and you're like i have to watch all of these yeah suck then yeah exactly i've been but i've been thinking about the same thing though like whether or not you know that would be beneficial for me but see the dilemma for me yeah is that it's literally like my job partially like yeah i do i do the gtd tiktok and then i also literally have an internship doing the barstool tcu tiktok so like that's right i kind of have to yeah it's uh, I'm I'm glad I deleted it because I definitely, if I had it when I was when I start my job, it would not be good. But uh, yeah, I need to just like you know set like a I don't know limit myself or honestly, if I could just use TikTok to make TikToks, that would be great. But see, another dilemma is that you catch like, on ha- the trends. I was about to say yes, the trends and also like half of my inspiration comes from like watching somebody else's TikTok and I like hear the sound and I'll be like, huh. I could use like that audio and apply it to this type thing, you know? So I don't, it would be a lot harder to come up with ideas too if I stopped using TikTok. Damn. That just, that was, uh, that got deep, bro. <laughs> that got deep, man. You got me yeah. thinking like existential shit, man. Uh, all right. Let's, all uh, right. let's hear yours. My highlight was uh, probably had to be, I hit on Sunday night football. I was down bad. All right. I was down like, let me think like at least 12 units um, on the week, which was like the first time I had lost in, I'd say three, four weeks. I've been honestly doing pretty good with football, nice. but that was the situation. And on Sunday night football, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Geno Smith, Geno Smith is better than big Ben. So I threw six units. I should have honestly just gone all in and made it all back, but I was scared. So I threw six units on Geno Smith and the Seahawks plus six in the covered, which was beautiful. So that was my highlight. That's sweaty. It That's was sweaty, sweaty as fuck, bro. They were down 14 to zero. And I'm just sitting there like, oh dude. I knew they were coming yeah. back eventually. I uh I had an interesting week gambling because I was like up like five units and then I was up only th- then I went down to even and then I went up three units and then I went up a little bit more and then I went down to like one unit on the week. So it's a roller coaster of emotions. Dude, but sometimes sure. those roller coasters, I, I enjoy if I, as long as that roller coaster ends like somewhere in the green or just, you know, even if it's flat, like zero, you don't make anything, don't lose anything. That roller coaster is so much fun to me, which is probably a bad thing, but <laughs> it's, it's, the amazing. it's the thrill. It's the thrill. Yes, exactly. 
makes watching sports so much better. It also makes you a better sport. Actually, no, this just sounds like I'm telling people to gamble. So let's get off the gambling topic. (laughs) Anyway, my low light of the weekend was I had to, for the first time in a while, I had to miss the Bengals game. Uh, And if you've listened to our podcast before, you would know I'm a Bengals fan. Joe Burrow, absolutely, except for that interception. We don't need to talk about that. Absolutely shit on the Lions. We had a, I think it was a 24-point win or 23-point win. So yeah. big win, even though it's the Lions, I don't care. Um, but low light was that I had to miss it. I couldn't watch it. I was out getting absolutely roasted by the sun at a ultimate Frisbee tournament. So, But I guess this could be another highlight. The uh, TCU ultimate Frisbee team made regionals for the first time in like 10 years or something. Well, that's good. So, yeah. Good. We ended Tech's season. Fuck Texas Tech. Yeah, that's always good to end it in no matter the sport because they don't deserve it. Exactly. They're dickheads, bro. Lubbock sucks. All right. Enough about Ultimate Frisbee. Let's talk about some real sports. Football time. It was some football antics went down this weekend. It was honestly a pretty best way I can describe it is a meme worthy weekend. There was a lot of funny shit that happened. First off, my absolute favorite thing. This is just hilarious to me. It gets worse and worse. As it goes on. So if you don't know about the Coach O situation, he's Coach O, Coach Orgeron, coach of LSU, just won the national championship two years ago, literally 21 months ago. And now he's being fired. He's going to finish the end of the season, but he will be fired at the end of this year. Uh, Not going to be with LSU anymore. He had a huge fallout with the administration. Um, It started with at the beginning of the season. Actually, it started last season even. Um, so they had that crazy 15 and 0 year, probably arguably the best football college football team of all time. The 15 and 0 yeah. LSU, they're one yeah. of the best. That's definitely one of the wagons. Yeah. And now all fast team. forward, like the last two years, LSU have been showing like they've been struggling, like very much so. And you know, last year you could maybe blame it on COVID, but other teams dealt with the same thing and they found a way to win. But a lot of it now that's coming out is it was really Coach O. So it started like this year after they lost to UCLA in their season opener. He literally told the team, I'm a grown man. They can come fire my ass if they want to. It's like, okay, well, why why would you say that? Like, you know, so that's not really something you should say to your team. Next, he kind of lost the locker room a little bit. I I don't want to get into this too much because it's a whole nother conversation. But he publicly came out and said Trump is a great man and he's doing a great job. And his his. Team did not like that. Uh, so, and that it's one thing, but to do it in public, like publicly, kind of like with his position is debatable. And then also, apparently, he was fucking throwing chairs behind closed doors in meetings and stuff. And worst of all, he covered up a sexual assault case. Darius Geist, I don't know the details on this one, but apparently, Darius Geist sexually assaulted a 74 year old woman. Yeah, what this the is fuck. This is actually like I just now read that on the outline, and that's crazy. Darius guys, I mean, we already knew Darius guys was a bad guy, but holy yeah. shit! Uh, yeah, what the fuck? And the coach O just didn't do anything about it so that he could play. I mean, he was he was a beast. He was very good. Yes, <laughs> he's he pretty good. good. But yeah, no, that's awful. <laughs> and then like, so tell me about this whole him chasing tail thing because I finally I have heard it for the first time that this is a story. On pardon my take, but they didn't go into the full details. So, like, fill me in on this, too. Yeah, so this is my favorite part about this whole thing. Like I said, it just keeps getting worse and worse the more we get into it. So, 
basically, like you said, he's been chasing tail. He got divorced with his wife, uh, Kelly, I believe is her name, got divorced with his wife like a couple months after the national championship. And then yeah. ever since then, he's been bringing a new girl around the, the facilities and everything like every few weeks, every month or so. Um, it, it all started in 2020. He had a picture of him in bed, like shirtless, but, you know, you could tell they were naked with a much, much younger woman, like in her twenties. And it was all consensual. Like, like a co-ed? I'm not sure, honestly, but she was pretty young. So, and it was all consensual. It was legal, but it's just fucking weird. And that picture kind of went viral on the internet. And then this one is probably my best. This is where like, it kind of went downhill for him is, he was flirting with a woman at a gas station. And I can just imagine this in like the Coach O voice. And she responded to him by saying, I'm pregnant and I'm married. And he said, well, what does that matter? And that woman turned out to be the wife of a highly ranked official at LSU. I've heard and that. I heard that part. Yeah. So the worst part of this all is with his new girlfriends and everything. He would bring them around the facilities around his team. And he would literally fucking let hit the, the girls kids run drills with his players like bro you're running one of the top football programs in the country and you have these i don't even broads i guess that's like a semi-respectful way of referring to random women that he brings along they're the broads kids just playing with your your players like what yeah that's that's not cool that's you can't have that and it's like especially like LSU like you were saying like maybe I don't even know like this this makes me think of something like Urban Meyer would do when he was coaching Bowling Green or something like not Ed Ogeron coaching for LSU right yeah so I, I don't know that's just uh that's that's like I can't the 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 word for it's on the tip of my tongue I can't think of it but I, I'm just kind of in disbelief like what a fall from grace for Coach O like after the yeah. national championship he lived, breathed, was a spirit of the state Louisiana and LSU football. And now he's like, I mean, like, I, I'm honestly shocked too. I didn't know about all this off the field stuff until yeah, recently. Yeah, me neither. It just kind of came out with everything recently. And so, but honestly, a lot of this off the field stuff seems to, you can't look at that and say that that hasn't played a factor to the infield stuff either. Oh, you know definitely saying? not. Well, I mean, especially like, I get it. They lost Joe Burrow. They lost Justin Jefferson. But that drastic of a fall off is is not common in college football after winning a national championship. No, it's not. And then we thought, well, you know, COVID, weird season, lost the greatest quarterback in program history. Give them the benefit of the doubt, but then they've been very lackluster this year. I will say that so I was watching football at home and my mom heard Coach O's voice for the first time and she was like, What the fuck is that? And <laughs> He will still never cease to amaze me with his speaking voice. But yeah, no, just what a, what a fall from grace. I can't believe yeah, it. That's kind of the wildest part about it. Yeah, because you're right. He literally, you know, 24 months ago, he was America's sweetheart. Everybody loved him. Everybody was, there were so many jokes and memes about him on the Twitter sphere. Uh, everybody right. loved that, the Coach O voice. I could listen to that man talk all day. It's, it's fucking yeah. hilarious. And it was all in good spirit too. Like we exactly. to sh- he was like he was like a wholesome me. Yeah, exactly. Because he was such a good dude. I felt like I yeah. thought, and I mean, and, the thing he didn't really do anything wrong per se by like you know chasing chasing tail per se. But guys having a midlife unprofessional. Crisis. What he's having a midlife crisis. 
He exactly. That's Very literally clearly. what it seems this like is, after he got a divorce. Yeah. This is like the, Coach O taking his thotties to LSU practice and letting their kids <laughs> practice is like the equivalent of a middle class man buying a Harley. You know. Uh, yeah. Or a, exactly. Or, a, or a that's what I was saying. I was just about to say next thing. up is he's going to buy a super expensive sports car, but I'm sure he already has a bunch of those considering I'm, he was getting like $8 million a year. Man, what a time to be a college football coach. You can be successful. I mean, you can sign multi-million, do good for like a couple of years and then suck and then get fired and then continue to get paid. What a time. <sighs> yeah, actually, I don't even know what's going to happen with this I, contract. I think they have to buy it out. They got two years left. He's going to get paid. He's going to get yeah. his money. And then like, but like, I don't know. Just thinking about all the college coaches around the power five alone, like what that salary amounts to. Cause you could look at like, um, who was the guy that got, that got fired at USC? Clay Helton. Yeah. At USC, Tom Herman at UT now Edo. Those are like three very major programs. They're going to be dishing out millions of dollars to coaches that have nothing to do with the program anymore. Yeah. That's another thing too, is that it's going to be, I mean, the LSU coaching job is probably in the same category in that upper echelon as USC for right. positions. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting now because there's already been so much talk around, like, you know, guys like Eric Bieniemy in the NFL and then the, the hot coaches like Luke Fickle from Cincinnati in college football. Now there's two spots open. So, right. That could be interesting. I bet you USC is pissed. Yeah. Yeah, because now they have a lot more competition. They have they have LSU to compete with, but in USC SEC you too. can say, "Hey, you don't have to." Yeah, well, that's the thing I was about to say. Like, if you come with us, you don't have to play Alabama every year. And so, well, it could be like, it could be a turnaround, like a turnaway and a draw. You know, some coaches might want that, and then some coaches might not want that. There was already some rumors about Jimbo Fisher leaving for the LSU job, but he yeah. like instantly shut it down and was like, "No, College Station's my home. I love it here." Yada yada. That's what, what everybody he, says. What is he supposed to say? Exactly. Yeah, that's what that's what everybody says. So, Urban Meyer's gone, bro. What are you talking about? Urban Meyer's taking one of those spots. I doubt that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they want to hire Urban Meyer anymore after that. Who knows what's going to go on with that guy? Got his first NFL dub. Yeah. Weekend. Yeah. Good for him. I guess. It was. Not, I was not expecting that. That was a. That was a good game, though. I had Jags plus three, made me happy. Now, anyway, but speaking of head coaches, moving on from that coach, that wild coach show, I'm going to definitely write a blog about that, actually. Probably try and have that up by tomorrow. But anyway, another college football head coach antics. Uh, Lane Kiffin this weekend. Did you see what went down at the Tennessee Ole Miss game with all the trash? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, that was, yeah. Sorry, it was. There was a little bit okay. of lag, but we're, we're good. good now. We're good. So, yeah, I saw the golf ball. That was um, the only thing I just thought of was like, who the fuck brings a golf ball to <laughs> a football game? Yeah, like, and it looked like a driving that doesn't like go in your pocket. Yellow. Oh, well, some it, golf you can buy golf balls yellow. Well, I know Not yeah, all sure, driving guess, range but... balls, but. Uh, yeah, I was like, it does hurt people too. So I'm like, damn, like you're for one, you're weird because like having a golf ball in your pocket all day is not comfortable. Like it's circular. You're probably wearing jeans because it's a football game. Like that's not comfortable. You're weird if you want to do that. Second off, you're an asshole because that hurts. Yeah, dude, if he had hit him in the head, <laughs> bro, stinks. like Lane Kiffin would have fucking 
he would have been out of there, dude. He would have actually been hurt probably. Luckily, it like barely like landed I mean, next prob- to him or hit him in like the foot. I yeah. think it wasn't hit that him in bad, the head. But- well, you were in the visor. The visor would have protected him, but like I don't know. If he got him in the face, like probably be bruised pretty bad. Dude, yeah, definitely a case for a lawsuit. Hurt. Yeah, well, I mean, how are they gonna find like, you through it though? Oh, they always do. They probably could Especially, actually with I don't like know. the stadium cameras and shit. No, but it, like yeah, it wasn't even just the golf ball, man. They were the yeah. Tennessee fans were throwing everything. There were pizza boxes, beer cans. I even saw a mustard bottle. Like, where the fuck did you get that from? Probably the concession stand. But still, you went out. You went out of your way to the concession stand to grab a mustard bottle and then back down just to throw it on the field at the Ole Miss players. They had to stop the game for 20 minutes and they like thought about calling it because it was getting out of control and there was literally less than a minute left in the game when all this happened yeah that's <laughs> i mean i knew i think this is the first time lane kiffin has been back as a head coach to um tennessee where he was a coach for one year before he left them to go to usc yeah and uh they definitely st- that was like God, that was maybe like 10 years ago now at this point. I think it was 2009. So still definitely. Okay, yeah. I was, about, yeah. I was thinking like it's been like a decade, maybe more. And uh, wow, like they're still carrying bad blood. Just they're from still that. salty, bro. Tennessee's honestly, well, they've sucked pretty much all the time since that. So maybe they blame him. <laughs> well, I mean, he wasn't there long enough, I feel like, to be the, the downfall of the program. But yeah, it was his first well, maybe time like, back in that the was stadium. Like, what maybe it's like uh the turning point of tennessee football of like well like for recruiting if their head coach is gonna leave for usc after one year like that place probably sucks and then yeah that's true but i feel like tennessee is also like a big enough and storied program enough to you know they'll still bring in recruits plus they're the state school in tennessee so that always is something but no yeah it was his first time back and uh, my favorite part about this was in classic lane kiffin fashion uh, on his way out, he there was a bunch of fans, Tennessee fans, booing him, and he grabbed his visor and threw it up into the crowd as he ran uh, into the locker room, <laughs> kind of like as a, a last minute middle finger. I love that. Yeah, I like Lane Kiffin. He he's so funny, I think he's dude. funny. Yeah, I do. He is so funny. He, they asked him too, like uh, a lot after of people. The game, they were like, "What do you? What? How do you feel right now? Like to get away with the win?" He goes, "Well." be honest with you i'm just happy to get out of here like I, we came away with the win don't really care how i'm just uh i'm just happy i didn't get hit with these damn golf balls like <laughs> and then he holds it yeah up. he had it on him he's like see yeah <laughs> yeah no nah, but switching over okay, from... i'm gonna refresh real quick okay yeah go ahead sorry we're having a little bit of lag issues but anyway going from some funny shit now to some annoying bullshit you could say don't really know how to describe it um but Switching back over to the NFL from college football, Jackson Mahomes. We've talked about him on the podcast before. If you don't know who this is, it's obviously Patrick Mahomes' little brother. Um, no, he is not an athlete. He's the exact opposite. He is a TikTok dance star um, who has made headlines recently for throwing water all over a Ravens fan. And most recently, he decided it would be a good idea the day that Washington was retiring Sean Taylor's number to dance on the fucking Sean Taylor Memorial on the field and post a TikTok about like of him dancing on it. What the fuck? 
Yeah, I um so I mean we talk about celebrities a lot and we talk about athletes a lot and usually it's a lot of shit. But it's very rarely like do I actually like have a genuine dislike for someone? I genuinely dislike Jackson Mahomes. I, yeah, I I used to give him the benefit of the doubt. I I used to think maybe he's like just playing the troll, you know, maybe playing that villain role because it's obviously worked out. He's gotten a lot more views, more popularity, and it seems like that's his you know, his realm is social media, whereas, you know, Patrick does athletics. So I used to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, maybe he's just trying to, you know, chase the bag, do his thing. But now I'm just realizing he's a bitch. Yeah, he's a huge bitch. And, like, do you see his apology tweet? Yeah, dude, his bullshit. He's so like, oh, I had no idea, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you dance on his number. Like, you have to have some self-awareness. You go to 16 football games a year. Yeah. And there's 17. Chains. There's chains around the number too. Like he had to well, step apparently over the chains. He, was, he actually was directed to stand in that area. But I've seen, was he directed I've seen pictures on the number they, though? Yeah. See, that's weird to me then. That's well, that's on the football team. But to dance on it is like Just dude, tone deaf. Me. Yeah, super tone deaf. Yeah, it really is. And it's like I just, I just don't like him. I don't like him at all. I he saw two after like, the um. Every, wait, go ahead. All he does is just piggyback off his brother's success. Without Patrick, he would obviously be nothing, and he tries to act like some big, like celebrity. And I don't know. I just, I, I think he's the worst side of TikTok. People that think that they're important because they have over 100,000 followers on a silly dance app. I think you're right because like I remember the rise of Jackson Mahomes. I remember when on TikTok he like first started posting videos and people were like, "Hey yo, Mahomes?" like, "What?" <laughs> you know, they just saw his username and were like, "What the fuck?" like this isn't Patrick. Yeah. And so I mean, you're right. He literally did blow up just because of his brother, but I, I saw too with Patrick, he did an interview or a post-game interview. He got asked about his brother. It wasn't for the dancing. He hasn't made a comment yet, but it was about when he poured water all over the Ravens fan. And so he was like, he made, he turned it into the most football answer ever. Like the most cliche type shit. He was like, Oh, well yeah, you know, he's, he's tough kid. He deals with, deals with a lot of stuff, you know, and he's honestly done a pretty good job of handling it so far, but he's going to turn it into a learning experience. I'm sure he'll take this and learn from it. And I'm just, just like, I don't know. It just seemed like he, took an on-field answer and applied it to his brother's off-field situation. Oh, he needs to stop inviting his brother to games. I don't think that's Honestly, a really an option, though. This is, this is well, this is the second time that he's been an off-field distraction, the little that's, brother. That's true, though. Yeah, that Patrick has been asked about his little brother and stuff. Because and I'm sure like, he's going to get questioned about this. Oh, uh, I don't know if he has or not. At this point, it's already been like four days. So if he hasn't been... Probably doesn't want to talk. I wouldn't want to talk about my little brother being a jackass when I'm trying to win football games, especially when the Chiefs are struggling. Yeah. I'd be like, get out of here. But if I was Andy Reid, I'd be like, hey, dude, you got to tell your little brother, shut the fuck up. Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised. <laughs> I mean, it may have happened. That may have been a conversation behind closed doors, I'm sure. But yeah, really I mean, it does have an effect. <laughs> I saw too, like Sean Taylor's brother posted a TikTok because um, somebody commented and said, how do you feel about Mahomes dancing on the logo or on the number? And he c- responded with a video, n- no facial expression, no words, nothing, just him staring at the camera. And then the song 
I got murder on my mind. AK-47. That, you know, <laughs> yeah, was just playing in the background. So Man. the football community seems to be pretty pissed off about it all. No, nobody really liked the kid to begin with. And he does some shit like this. And it's like, okay, we have no, uh, we have no sympathy. We have no, like, there's no room for you. Like, you're, you're not cute. You can't get away with it. I don't know. I just, uh He's, it's just uh, annoying. Yeah, it's he's, just yeah, he's annoying. He's slimy. I, used to, I can't believe I don't know. I used to really give him the benefit of the doubt, but now this is the last straw for me. I'm done. I, I thought it was kind of funny just because like the TikTok videos and like he's definitely the antithesis of Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes talks like Kermit the Frog and uh Jackson um dance talks like, like Kermit the Frog. Uh, he's he looks like Kermit the Frog. He's got a little belly. Um I'm not going to say what I was going to say, <laughs> but he sucks. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, we're moving so on. We're moving, we're moving on. on. Let's touch. Let's do one more and then we'll hit some basketball now because we got Colton waiting. So uh, last one of our football antics, we got Aaron Rodgers over the weekend. They beat the Bears in their rivalry matchup. And he, when Rodgers scored a touchdown, he was in the corner of the end zone and yelled to the Bears fans and said, I still own you. And it got picked up on the mic. So it was pretty pretty nice i liked it i like that a lot all-time classic moment exactly it was all just such a rogers moment. thing too bro i saw that and i was like you know what i don't think he's leaving he's leaving you think he's leaving bro he's i think it's done i mean i think he's literally he's gonna play he's gonna ball out it's aaron Rodgers. he loves the organization he loves the fans he is a packer at heart but i think there's just been too much bullshit like he's probably done i don't know I, I saw somebody said that like Aaron Rodgers is acting like he's been treated like Matthew Stafford, but they've really been winning a lot of games this past years. Maybe this year he'll see how good it's been and he'll take it all in. And I mean, they're stay. a good team. They are a good team. Yeah, like they're a good team. They should make an in-season trade for Odell. That would be interesting, actually. I don't mean, I think they should make an in-season trade for some uh, defenders, possibly a cornerback to replace King because King is like, just he's universally bad. the worst cornerback in the league. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it was, that was definitely awesome. Um, my good buddy of mine is a Bears fan, and he obviously hated it, thought it was very disrespectful. And I love how every time Aaron Rodgers takes on the Bears, every single Bears fans just go, his own family doesn't even like him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're all just like, this man doesn't have a relationship with his own mother. It's because he ended your fucking franchise every year, dude. Yeah. They're just, I mean, I would probably go for that too. I would be also upset. Yeah. I, it's I won't also, lie. It's pretty, it's gotten pretty tired of them just saying the same shit over and over. I'm like, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't wrong when he says that. Yeah. I would be pretty salty. But the best part about all this is uh, somebody after the game. They went on the Bears Wikipedia page and changed their team owner to Aaron Rodgers. Saw that. Yeah, it got That's taken good. down pretty quick, but Worth that it. was pretty funny. All right. All right. We had a few season. more talking points, but we we hit we covered those a little bit longer than I thought. So we'll touch on those probably on Thursday. Uh, but for now, basketball, basketball, basketball. The NBA season just tipped off. I actually I'm curious what the score is on the oh, Nets and Bucks game. Yeah, Elijah can pull that up. That's going on right now. Lakers Warriors is about to tip off as we are live. If you're listening to the recorded version, it's going to be a bit after, going to be a bit delayed. So 
It's just another reason, you know, to tune in to the live shows. But we are going to be joined now by Colton Jacobison. You have probably seen him on here before. Big NBA guy, big UFC guy. Not a big fight card this weekend, so we're just going to be touching on basketball, making full predictions, talking about some of the biggest storylines coming into this year. Uh, and that's that. So we will be right back, joined by Colton. All right. How we doing, Colton? What's going on, man? Doing good. Not much, not much. Thanks for being here, as always. Yeah, no problem. All right. You're a little dark oh, in there. Yeah, I just noticed that. My fucking lighting <laughs> is a little weird. Uh, it's 93, one of six bucks. Oh, yeah. I, about, I got that game on right now, man. It's Giannis is unreal, bro. Oh, bro. My TV fucking cut off. Wait. Oh, my God. I was in the middle of a – who won that game, actually? Now I got to check. I know it's NBA, but also MLB. I mean, the playoffs are going on. Yep. And I got to see – dude, the Dodgers fucking won, bro. The Dodgers <laughs> were down 5-2 to two in the bottom of the eight and came back and won. Holy shit. It's crazy. Yeah. I also just made 50 bucks off that, so let's go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, now nah, let's go ahead and get right into it, talk about some basketball. Actually, before we really get into the storylines – you guys are both Mavs fans, so I'm curious right. to see how you guys feel about the Mavericks this season. Uh, I'll let you go first, Lars. What you think, bro? Um, honestly, don't know. I'm interest, interested to see what Jason Kidd Mavs team is going to look like. Um, uh, Rick Carlisle definitely elevated a lot of lesser teams the past decade, but now we're kind of at a point where it got to the point where Luca and Rick – didn't really get along that well. And obviously, if you're going to pick your franchise cornerstone player or your head coach, you're going to go with your franchise guy because he's a generational talent. So I had to go. Jason Kidd is more of a, a player's coach. So, like, let's see what can happen. My thing to look out for is, like, what's Kristaps going to do now? And yeah. the answer for me is I, I have no idea. He's I've heard very mixed opinions on Kristaps this season. I don't know, man. Everything I've seen in the preseason, he seems so much better than last year. He seems like okay. he's attacked. I was watching a game against the Hornets where we, like, beat them by, like, 70 points. I'm crazy. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. I have never seen him, at least not in a Mavericks uniform, attack off the catch as quick as he did during that game. There were, like, fucking two times where he literally just caught it and immediately went to the rim. And he just – he looked like he trusted himself a lot more. I don't know if that's like – I about you were talking about Luca, Luca and Rick, how they weren't getting along. I think a lot more of it was KP. Just fucking Rick literally put KP in the corner for the whole fucking playoffs. Yeah. He's just like, go sit in the corner. You catch – fucking catch and shoot. Just let yeah. Luca work. How long, how long has it been now since uh, KP's big injury? Has it been like three years now? Uh, you're talking about the Knicks? So. That... Well, the Knicks was a while ago. I mean, yeah, that was his I, biggest injury, though. Yeah. It's been I, about three that years. Was more than three That's years, right? It. No, since it, it, since it happened like or since he's been with the Mavs and been healthy? Since yeah. he's been, like, since he became healthy, how long has it been? About three years. Yeah. Okay. I mean, shit, he hasn't back. really been healthy, but... That's yeah. true, because yeah. you know that's what I was gonna say. Is I was uh, gonna say like I wonder how much of it can be attributed to that, you know, and his rehab and his comeback per se. I mean, yeah, this is his first off season in like three years, three or four years. I think like basically before his ACL injury on the Knicks, 
this is his first offseason. He's had healthy. We're actually fucking work on his game and not like be rehabbing an injury. Right. And do you think though KP? Do you think a healthy and a better KP though could hurt Luca's chances of MVP? Because right now he's the MVP favorite. No, I actually think it helps it because it's going to help yeah. us be a higher seed. Right. He's actually, still, that's true. Bro, that's he's true. still going to get his numbers, bro. Even if it's like slightly down, what he's going to have like LeBron numbers instead of the numbers he's been putting up. That's enough to get an MVP if you're a top three seed. Yeah, dude, I swear every time I watch Luca. Because like, I like to bet on a lot of Luca prop bets. Uh, and so every time I watch Luca, I swear he'll start out the game. It'll be like he'll have four points on like two for eight shooting. And you're like, all right, Luca, what the fuck's going on? And then all of a sudden you check again yeah. and he has 27. And it's like, oh, okay. Like he just quietly he, kills him. I swear he's always be snapping in like the second quarter. Yeah. Second quarter is why I always see him going like a crazy run normally. But yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of it really has to do with like Rick is a great coach, but he arguably was the most. I mean, I've been a match fan my entire life. The last three years, I've wanted him fired. I have I mean, a lot of people wanted did. him gone. Dude, he couldn't decide who to play ever besides like our first five players. He could never pick a fucking lineup to st- or a rotation to stick to. He, shit, he couldn't pick a lineup to stick to. He would tinker a lot. He would tinker a lot. Yeah, did, uh, Elijah, did you see that story that Tim Hardaway literally wouldn't know until the day of the game if he was starting? No. Rick would literally that. literally come into the locker room and be like, hey, you're on the bench or you're starting tonight. Like every single game. Yeah. Is that really, though, that weird? Yes. How's that but, not weird? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking from like a soccer perspective, they, they announced the starting lineup one hour before kickoff. You got to remember, though, soccer is so much different than it is. Time. No, it is. I mean, I know. But I've honestly I've never really even thought about like how the lineups are set per se and like how how much time in advance the players are known, because I mean. The way I see it, kind of as a professional basketball player, you should be ready to go as a starter. You should be ready to go as a bench player. I agree with that. But you also got to remember this. It helps you think about and, like, what you're going to do before a game if you know your role going into the game. Like, don't think of it, like, right before, like, a couple hours before the game happens. Like, you know what you're going to be doing the whole season. It helps. That's true, yeah. Helps build continuity, too, having a similar lineup all the time. I don't know. I just – that's not even the biggest thing. There are so many players, like, that would get, like, two minutes one game and then they get, like, 25 the next game. I'm just like – How are we feeling about Jason Kidd, though? Because I honestly have no idea how to feel. Uh, he's, not <laughs> he's, he's okay. He's not, like, bad. I wouldn't say he's, like, a bad coach. I think it's going to be a coin flip. My thing is, as long as he – I want some damn toughness on the team. And from all the accounts talking about when he coached Giannis, he's one of the biggest reasons Giannis be- became who he is. Taught him, like, being tough, going to the rim hard, playing physical basketball. Right. If he can take some of that – I mean, to be honest, Luca already plays somewhat physical besides a little bit of the foul baiting stuff he did. But that was more just taking that. advantage of the rules, which you can't fucking do. Like, not to the same extent you can do anymore, which I personally like that. It's going to make the NBA a lot better. But I mean, as long as he can, if he can instill that into Luca and KP, I think that would help us more than Rick's schemes, which are probably better. But we'll see. 
Yeah, meanwhile, uh, my Miami Heat, you know, we're going to the the championship. Uh, no questions about it. Uh, yeah. Might as well lock it in, put all yeah. your money on it. No, I was kidding. Yeah, y'all are good. Y'all going to be good. No, I, I, am very, so, I am very excited this year. If Oladipo can somehow come back to be 90% of the player he used to be, I would actually pick y'all to win. I was just about to say that. Like, literally, our, that, and, he's our and X factor. Hero. And if Hero actually comes out and has a good jump, I would pick y'all to win. If those two things happened, y'all would be my favorite in the East, especially if Kyrie doesn't come back. Dude, if Tyler Harrow plays anything like he did in the preseason, he's oh, yeah. he he could be sixth man of the year type shit. Like, I feel like they would start him if he played that fucking good. You're right. That's what I would think too. But for some reason, even whenever he was in his rookie year, whenever he was going on like his hot streak, he would come yeah. off the bench. They liked yeah. they liked starting Duncan Robinson over him, which now I think we're we're gonna go with obviously Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. That's three guaranteed. I think then, P, PJ probably started too. That's what I was just about to say PJ, and then it, it's probably between Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow. Yeah, I mean. Spot. Oladipo's out for a while, right? Yeah, I don't know his the exact return date, but yeah, it's either. at least like a couple months, I think. I feel bad for that, dude. I really liked him, and he just can't stay healthy you now. He was, dude. When he fought, when he went to the Pacers, he came out of nowhere. He was so good, and now he's just been hurt. Sad to see. Yeah, he was really, at one point, he was one of the, I would say, the top guards in the league. Dude, no, like his first year on Indiana, yeah. he was he was right there at the top shooting guards in the league. He was like, I think he was like first team all defense, and he I think he won most improved player too. I was so happy when we signed him, but like we've only seen what like two games of him in a Miami Heat uniform, so and he just hasn't been the same player. Kind of a bummer, but I mean, we got a hell of a deal for him. We sent off Kelly Olenek. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bro, y'all gave up literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Y'all gave up what Avery Bradley and Olenek and like a second round pick. I think, yeah, I think that was it actually. Um, yeah. And I mean, Avery Bradley was probably going to leave. Kelly Olenek was 100% going to leave. So, yeah. dude, and Avery Bradley didn't even make the Warriors roster this year. Did you see? Wait, that? really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they cut him. Damn. That's tough. Yeah, he fumbled the bag, him. bro. Yeah. He's just getting. He's just getting old, man. To be honest. Yeah, he was really sure. just a, a true like defensive role player. Yeah. All right, well, enough about our teams, though. Let's get into some of the hot storylines for this season. My favorite one to talk about. Actually, I don't know. It's between this and Kyrie, which we'll get into Kyrie in a second. But first off is Ben Simmons. What the fuck is going on with him? He literally today just got kicked out of practice. I, I haven't necessarily read up on that situation as much. So now I really have no idea what's about to happen with him. What's going on? Dude, he's no a big knows. old baby. I agree. He's, I agree. He's a bitch, bro. Yeah, like he. This is straight up like bitch mentality. And normally, like when guys hold out, you're like, okay, this and that. Whatever. Thing is, that doesn't even happen but, in the NBA, though. Yeah, it doesn't it happen doesn't as much in the NBA. Fucking happen. Unless right. it's like the player lockout. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. that's totally different. No, yeah, it's completely One different. One player situation. holding out does not fucking happen in the NBA. Probably has to do because they have guaranteed contracts. And but the thing that gets me is because what what was so egregious for him to start complete all throwing his little temper tantrum that he's going on for the past six months that Doc Rivers said he didn't know if he could win a championship with him or not. 
Like, really? That's going to set him off? That was a like, bad move by Doc, though. You should okay, okay, bro. But like, still, bro, yes, him and right. said like it was like the fucking truth. I mean, and it wasn't like super harmful. Like they were like shitting on him. It, he was just like, I don't know. And then B was like, Well, if we didn't pass up that shot, it might have been different. And then Embiid also talked about how he fucking made a turnover after that. Like they they just pointed out stuff that happened in the game, and then Doc was like, I'm unsure if he could be that. And Embiid didn't start shitting on him until after he made his he made the trade demands. Because yeah. then before he was like, you know, blah blah blah, whatever. And then as soon as he did it, he was like, you know, we've made so many like compromises for this guy to try to get him to be successful, and then he yeah. still isn't successful, and he's blame he's still trying to blame it on us and like yeah. cater around his game. So he's just I don't know everything he does, he's just pointing the finger at them when he should really be pointing the finger at himself and maybe be. Um, I think the only time that he actually does train is when he posts it to Instagram. So, like, who knows what the hell he's doing? Probably partying. He, I've heard, I've heard that Aussies can kind of once they get the bag, they just kind of, they just kind of like to party and relax because they've made it. I've heard that from because uh, you say the same sentiment with like Daniel Ricardo and stuff like that from from different Aussies around the internet. But I, I have no idea. Um, but why Ben Simmons is acting this childish? Honestly, I don't even give a fuck about that. It just pisses me off. This dude has literally not gotten better since he got in the NBA almost. Right, he's the same player. Maybe not. Part. He's gotten better. I was on about defense. to say, he's gotten better, but he hasn't like stretched out his game. He's still a one-dimensional player. Bro, like, he's he, arguably yeah. fucking gotten worse at shooting. Yeah? He has arguably gotten worse. How many threes has he attempted in his career? Like two or three? I've, yeah, but it's got to be under ten. Two or three, yeah, definitely under ten. And at least like Giannis isn't a good three point shooter, but at least he attempts them. Bro, Giannis kind of scared me. He's gotten he's better, bro. Now, bro. He's gotten better. His yeah, jumper actually looks kind of smooth now. And he'll definitely like or like Westbrook. You know, maybe he attempts too many threes. He's not uh, Westbrook's thinking. a different fucking category because Westbrook, at least statistically, he's the worst volume shooter ever. Right. <laughs> but he he is long. If he like pulled it back a little bit, I'd be okay with. Right, but at least he still attempts them, right? Yeah. No, Attempting I agree. at this point is like because the way that Ben Simmons does it, at least if you just tried, it would be a little bit better. But he doesn't yeah. try. Like I'm about to say, people sag on Westbrook, but they don't literally sit in the paint like they do against Ben Simmons. Yeah, right? just give him like five plus like, feet of space. I know you're not going to shoot it until you get in the fucking lane, so I don't even have to guard you. Yeah, and I with all this too, I wonder not only is Ben Simmons going to play this season, but What's gonna happen? Are, are the 76ers even gonna be able to get anything for him? Because if I was, you know, a GM for another NBA team, I would be willing to give you pennies and scraps for Ben Simmons. Like, no way I'm giving up anything substantial, even though his price tag would probably be a few first round picks and or a star. I wouldn't I wouldn't want shit for Ben Simmons because, like, dude, the the going has gotten a little bit tough and he's completely given up. And like, well, why as would 76ers, I want Sixers? You want to get as much as you can. I mean, I think yeah, at no, this point you have to cut your others. losses. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. I I think you might have to, dude. He's been such a distraction. You're just gonna still cut him? own a hundred and four. No, just just oh, no. trade him and not get everything you can for him because there's no way a team is gonna put up what he's truly worth at this point because he's such a shit bag. I do agree <laughs> with that he has not cut him. Mentality. 
But I'm just yeah, saying, I mean, dude, if you cut him, yeah, all you're going to do is pay him $30 million. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, give up on the idea that you're not going to get an all star in return for Ben Simmons. That's dude, not going to happen. I saw a trade the other day I think would be fair. It was like Malcolm Brogdon, uh, either TJ Warren or Karis LeVert, and then like two first round picks. If they got fucking off of that, they're fucking stupid not to take that at this point. I saw I another one too that was, uh, with Cleveland, it was Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, a second round pick for Ben Simmons, and then one of like the 76ers, like, you know, third string guys. I don't, I forget who. I'd I would take, take that. Yeah, anything. If I was anything the Sixers, that... I would take that. I mean, Sexton, bro, Sexton's pretty good. Dude, yeah. Sexton's low key a stud, and no one talks about him. Yeah, he's very underrated. He just has like random explosive games. Like, didn't he drop 50 towards the end of the year? He dropped fifty. I think he dropped fifty on the Nets. In that, the yeah, the Nets. The that's what it was. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they still lost though. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's to be expected. With the Cavs. I don't. I don't know, dude. If they're really waiting on fucking Dame or Bradley Beal to come available, there's no way they're even a fucking trade them for Ben Simmons. No, I think I they'd get CJ McCollum. Which honestly wouldn't be that, that terrible. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, if you compare it to you did a column to Dame, like that's a big drop, right? Yeah, no. but but like you're saying, like I feel like a lot of teams, not even just, I mean, Ben is a top five defender in the NBA. He's probably one of the best finishers in the NBA. He's a great fucking playmaker, especially in transition. Like he's a really really good player. But all this shit going on, it's like, why would anybody even want you at this point, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is wow. literally like the biggest. All of the NBA drama. Well, I guess I can't say all of it. Nah, Kyrie has a lot of it too. Yeah, so that that brings me into our next topic. Let's but go ahead. And- but that's not even. That's not even like I don't know. That's a totally different circumstance. I feel like. Oh yeah, I mean the situation is very very yeah. different. Yeah, he's not but- being. A, he's not being a bitch like Ben. Ben's just being a fucking bitch. I I personally don't think he's being a bitch. That's Kyrie's his decision. kind of just the way he's gone about it publicly. He's kind of been. Bro, yeah, the only thing about it, he just acts like he's smarter than everyone. That's the yeah, only, that's exactly the only reason he seems like a bitch. But he's not like like Elijah was saying earlier. He's not acting like a child that can't get his way. He's just taking a stance for what he believes. Well, to an extent, but then that he the net said or he came out without even any rumors or, you know, grounds that the Nets were going to trade him. And he said that if the Nets trade me, I'm retiring. See, but I, I also and he said saw he only fucking, wants to play for the Nets. I saw, an, I, I don't, I feel, did you see a recording of him saying that? No, it was like, it, it, it was, was one of fucking, like the official sports. Report. And then he came out on IG live and he said, don't believe that I'm retiring. Like in his own words. Let's see. So I've I've seen both of those things now, and I'm gonna take what he. I mean, it's kind of hard to take what he says sometimes. Like, for uh, I believe him that he's not gonna get vaccinated. Yeah, I yeah, believe I'll believe that. Not, yeah, he's 100 percent not. Yeah, at this point, if you've gone through all this shit, there's no way he would. You know, I would. I wish OKD could just convince him, like, dude, I promise you're gonna be fine. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Right. That, but that's we don't even need to get into that shit. But just the whole the whole thing with Kyrie, bro. Like it makes me wonder. What I have written here in the notes is: Will the big three actually be a big three? Like, is Kyrie even going to get to play? Because there's been at one point 
the Nets were going to allow him to be, uh, I forget the terminology for it, but basically like a part-time player. He would travel with them into states that he was allowed to play where they didn't have like a vaccine mandate like they do in New York. Yeah. Um, but then it came down to the Nets, basically gave him an ultimatum and said, look, you're not playing this season if you don't get the vaccine. So I don't really know where it's at right now. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's not going to play unless he gets vaccine. And like we were saying, probably not going to get it. So. I think he's just going to wait until all these restrictions pass. I don't know if he's going to fucking pass. That's what I was going to say. That I don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah. I don't know. That's maybe in like a year. It's not a vaccine thing isn't going to be needed anymore. But we were saying we've been saying maybe in like a year things will go back to normal or maybe in three months things will get back. normal. Remember when this was supposed to be two weeks? That was stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or like a Bro, month or two. Yeah. It all started when we were on spring break and we were like, hey, we get an extra like couple days off of class. Turns out like, we're never going back for a year. Oh, shit. We moved all online. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I don't study I... abroad. Yeah, oh shit, I hate online class. Yeah, yeah fuck that. Bad. I was supposed to go abroad too, Elijah, were you? <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, I was supposed to go in the summer. Damn, dude. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Shit. But no, I don't so, I don't think Kyrie's playing. Nah. No, I, I I think he's it's at a standstill right now. The the Nets have Kyrie has made his intentions clear that he doesn't want to get vaccinated. And the Nets have made their intentions clear and they respect his decision to not get vaccinated and say that okay, you don't have to get vaccinated, but you're not gonna play with the team. I will and say, yeah, like that's where they're going to be. Like Colton, you said he hasn't been childish like Ben Simmons. Yeah, and that in that regard, it does seem like this situation has been handled a lot more professionally. Yeah, or like Elijah just said, the Nets are like, look, we respect your decision, but this is this is our rule, and like this vice versa for do. Kyrie. Yeah, and vice versa yeah. for Kyrie. So yeah, because that's true. Like Kyrie has never came out and said, "Fuck the Nets." Like I can't right. believe the Nets are doing this, or like, "Fuck right. the state of New York." So that is true. He, he has yeah. done a good job about that because. I'm sure he's probably feeling pretty pissed off, you know. I mean, yeah, he's probably like, when I signed my fucking contract, there wasn't any mandate. And That's are true, we, yeah. Are we surprised that Kyrie didn't want to get vaccinated? Are we surprised? Out I of think anybody was, in the league, Kyrie would be the one. He, I, well, I thought it was the most obvious news ever when the headline came out that he couldn't go to like their media day about a month and a half ago. I was like, no shit, Kyrie doesn't want to get vaccinated. The dude thinks the earth's flat. <laughs> and still does. Like, That's the only thing I'm just like, bro, come on now. <laughs> With the flat earth? The flat earth, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, Kyrie, you bro. could say, like, educated people. I mean, he went to college, bro. Dude should, dude uh, should be He went to educated. college for a fucking semester. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is true. No, but let's let's switch gears now to another, not necessarily a big three. You could call it a big four, whatever you want to call it. Um, the quad-headed monster of LeBron, AD, Carmelo, and Russell Westbrook. I don't know if I would put Carmelo in the same oh, you know no. category as the other three, but I wouldn't even put Westbrook in that category. But that's just me. We're talking household names. It's a it's a pretty big roster. Uh, I mean, so yeah, then you got Dwight too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, Dwight's going to be – I mean, I guess you could say the same with Carmelo, more of a role player, but – I mean, in my opinion, Dwight's better than Melo at this point, at least what he brings. Probably, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I don't, I'm not big on Melo at all uh, at this point. He actually did better than I thought he would at yeah. Portland. Melo's definitely not a bad player or anything like that. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's fucking Melo. Like, he yeah. was, he was car- one of the best at one point in his career. 
But my question, though, uh, and talking point is, will Russell Westbrook, like, will this experiment work out in L.A.? Like, do you think he will, the chemistry will work out? Because that's always seems to be a question, like, whenever he went to Houston and James Harden, which did not work out together for a second time. So do you think his style of play, per se, will, you know, match with LeBron and A.D.? Okay, first off, I think it did work in Houston, but they didn't have enough fucking talent, so it didn't matter. That's true. Yeah. I mean, bro, he had the best fucking season of his career, like, efficiency-wise. I think they played well. They just didn't have enough talent on that team. They fucking played the Lakers in the playoffs that year. They weren't going to beat them, regardless. Uh, This year, there's no fucking way this works, in my opinion. Really? Interesting. At all. Interesting. They have their best three players are LeBron's an average to slightly above average shooter. I'd say he's above average mid range, and he's like some nights he's above average three point shooter. Uh, also, him and Westbrook are bad at the free throw line. Just to point that out, Anthony Davis is not a good fucking shooter from three point range. He's a pretty good mid range shooter. Right. Westbrook fucking sucks at shooting in general. That is horrible for spacing, and those are their best three fucking players. That's true. They're, in the I would modern say, NBA, it just doesn't seem like that should work. And they gave up one of their best shooters to get him in KCP. Yeah. I would say, well, they did add another shooter, though, Trevor Ariza, which isn't – I would say uh, KCP is probably a little bit better. But, they're probably uh, about the same. They're deep, They're both, like, above-average shooters. And Kuzma, they gave up Kuzma, too, which, like, as much as Kuzma has been memed, Kuzma's, he was a decent shooter. Yeah. He's decent. I, think, I actually think Kuzma's going to go off in Washington. I think Kuzma could do well. Yeah. He's just fucking annoying to look at. <laughs> That's it. His fashion sense, bro. <laughs> bro just, yeah, just don't like looking at the guy, but hey, well, it is what it is. I don't oh, yeah, know, looking, like, I looking don't even, at the – Dude, they fucking signed Wayne Ellington, who's That's a great – That's what I was about to say. He's a great shooter. I bet he barely plays. That I was just about to say the exact same thing. Yeah, like Ariza and Ellington, they're decent shooters, especially Ellington, yeah, but yeah. – how, is he gonna see hurt. the floor? I don't know. Yeah, if he's if he goes on the floor, I guarantee he's just gonna be put in and told shoot the damn ball every time yeah. it touches your hands. Uh, and then you got Malik Monk. Malik Monk's a fucking flamethrower. I think if he actually gets solid minutes, that would do them a lot of justice with their spacing issues. Kendrick Nunn, inconsistent, but he's a pretty good shooter too. Good defender. Yeah, he's just small. That's yeah. The only thing. I mean, I don't think they have a problem on defense. To be honest with you. Yeah, you're right. They do have a pretty, pretty solid defensive lineup. Unless Melo's out there, that's not going to help. And then Westbrook, uh, he should be a great defender, but he's just a uh, likes to gamble. I don't know. I, I personally hate Westbrook. You can say he does guy. like to gamble a lot. Yeah, I like I, how hard he plays, but everything about his IQ just makes me cringe. I think the I only way. Because I, I, I'm kind of 50-50 on this. Um, I'm all, always a big LeBron believer, yeah. and that's partially why I think this can work out because LeBron does such a good job of adapting to literally whatever the team needs are, like I, scheme-wise. I think it's more people adapt to him, though. I don't I mean, know. It's, you can say adapt. both. It's like it's both. Like they both yeah, feed into I each mean, other, per se. Yeah. So I would say people adapt to him because I mean, he's arguably the best fucking ever. People adapt to him because they know he knows how to win and what to do. Yeah. That's the only reason I give them any chance. Well, but 
like of ma- of same thing though like the players adapt to him but it's also like lebron has the best game plan like the best scheme like knows what's good like what to do for the players he has for the personnel he has with him i agree for the most part so i think that is the main way it could work out is if russell westbrook doesn't try to take over any sort of leadership role in the team yeah, which is I that's gonna be tough. Don't see that happen. That's what I said. That's gonna be tough for Russell Westbrook. It's gonna be fucking ten seconds left in the fourth quarter. They're down by one. Westbrook's gonna get that. Ball. No, he's gonna get that rebound. Not look at anyone on the fucking court. Drive all the way down the court. Pull up mid range. Fucking barely touch the rim. And then LeBron's gonna fucking rage at him because they just lost. So, <laughs> I think in the playoffs it isn't gonna work out well. Yeah. But for, over the course of the regular season. Over the past like year or two, LeBron has missed time. AD is always yep. missing time. Yep. Um, if both those guys are out, Westbrook is a guy that could kind of carry a team through the regular season a bit because he doesn't take games off, and you know he he goes hard in the paint. You know what I mean? Like, no, he, I he, agree. I agree so, with that wholeheartedly. But in the playoffs is where we could see this thing go ugly because if this was a stock. I'm not buying it, right? <laughs> I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying this experiment. Uh, I'm, I, I'm with you on all of those points. I think he's going to help a lot in the regular season. But when it comes to playoff time, I don't know, man. If he, if it fucking works, I give all the credit to LeBron. Fuck Westbrook. I don't care. Yeah. You're right. No, you're right. I, I also agree. <laughs> oh, yeah, because also- as, soon as, as soon as this works out, if it does, everyone is on Twitter is going to say LeBron is so good. He can make Westbrook efficient. And I couldn't argue with that if it does. Nah, bro, really but you know the haters, bro. bro. You know the LeBron haters are going to come on there and be like, oh, LeBron couldn't beat the fucking Nets without Russell Westbrook, yada, yada. <laughs> like, shut up, dude. If they say some dumb shit like that, it's like, but they didn't even play last year, so. Well, I know, I know. Yeah, but if they say I'm just some... saying because that's the big team in the uh, East. Like, uh, Who cares, bro? Those are all the LeMickey people that don't even matter anyway. The LeMickey, matter. bro. Fuck those people. Fucking LeMickey, bro. LeMickey. Uh, no, but so another one I have is uh, the Bucks. They're playing tonight. I'm, they just won. I'm pretty sure it should be over by now. Uh, they won by like 20, bro. Yeah. So yeah, I got uh, it going right next to me, man. Uh, yeah. One thing I want to talk about is: Are the Bucks being overlooked this year? Are are people, you know, kind of underrating them as a repeat candidate? I personally think they're being heavily overlooked. Uh, I'd say they were until the Kyrie stuff happened. But I, I don't know, actually, because they should be overlooked if Kyrie, Harden, and Durant are all healthy. I mean, I'm sorry. They barely beat them last year with just Durant for the most part. You're right, yeah. They're getting the ass ran if they were all healthy and they played in the playoffs. And they didn't get – I also – I watched – I read an ESPN article today of all the experts picking their finals picks. and. 10 out of like 15 options were were nets and this was with the Kyrie news. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then like three cool. of them were were bucks. So like yeah, I, I guess the the bucks aren't really getting their due and they're still all over the nets. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird we're going to see cuz the the question has never been how good the bucks are going to be in the regular season. It's always been what's going to happen come playoff time. Yeah. So we really we're really not going to know like how overlooked they really are going to be until, I don't know, April. 
Yeah, because we saw night and day from the Bucks in the playoffs, even though they did add Drew Holiday in the offseason in between. Yeah. But, I mean, two years ago, I they lost I think he helped them. a lot, though. You know, he did. You're right. He did. But, I mean, like, two years ago, they were projected to almost sweep the Heat, and then they lost in five. So, and then last year, last year they did sweep. Yeah, they should have got swept. That one game was a bullshit (laughs) overtime buzzer beater from Chris Middleton. Yeah. That was stupid. But yeah, and then the Bucks this year, they swept the Heat. So, I mean, like, and they obviously won the finals. So, yeah, it was night and day in the playoffs, which, but I think Drew Holiday helped and they have found the consistent type rhythm that uh, they needed. Yeah. One thing I'll say about Giannis, at least he, he, it seemed like he was never scared of the moment. That's one thing I really do like about him. Uh, it's he so hard not to like Giannis. Always keep dude. going. He always keep going, no matter what. Even if he wasn't playing good, he just never saw him stop trying. Yeah, he's a, he's a I do get Mavs championship vibes from from the Bucks, though, because like 2011 vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, homegrown superstar. Even though he is in his prime and Dirk was aging when when the Mavs won, but like. It was mainly the Giannis show when we won. It was like the Dirk show with a lot of good pieces around him and not superstars like usually wins in today's NBA age. So that might have something to do with it. This is more of a one-off championship instead of the start of a dynasty, which is the case most of the time. But uh, that's probably one of the reasons why people aren't picking the Bucs to win at this point of the season right now. Yeah, I mean, also just all the crazy amount of injuries that happened last year, that's probably why – one they, thing I will say, though, I, do you think Chris Middleton is better than anybody Dirk had on that team back then? Because I feel like he is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember, Probably. like, the rest of the 2011 Mavs. It was like J.J. Brea, Sean okay. Marion, right, kid? I'd, I'd say the best two players besides Dirk are probably Jason Terry and Tyson Chandler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tyson Chandler, yeah. yeah. I would say that Chris Middleton is better than – than both of them were that I would year. agree. Yeah. I, I would definitely wouldn't call him like a superstar or anything like that. He's an all-star, I mean, though. I about to say, he's like a mul- multiple-time all-star and stud. Yeah, so, yeah. But he's, not, but he's not a superstar. He's not a top-ten no. player. He's not a he's not a uh, Kawhi and Paul George pairing. No. He's not, you know, definitely not, you know, eh. Harden. And I don't think he's that much worse than Paul George. He might be as good as him. Dude, yeah, I think Paul George is mad overrated, bro. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't even – I don't agree with that. I think a lot of people think Paul George sucks, and then there's a lot of people that give him too much credit. I think he's like – he's got like two extremes. Yeah, he's in that weird range. Yeah, he's got two extremes. Some people think he's like the fucking like a top 10 player, and some people think he's like the 30th best player. I'm like, nah, he's like 20s, maybe maybe think 15. He gets so overrated and underrated that he becomes properly rated. It's because his fucking <laughs> playoffs, Honestly, that's a good way to put it, yeah. I, I agree with that, though. It's because of his playoffs. If he ever just – if he could play every year like he did last year in the playoffs, bro, he could he would be a top 10 player, to be honest. Right, right. Yeah, but I think that, like, that Batman and Robin type thing really works for the, the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Especially with Giannis. Yeah. And then fucking sprinkling some Drew Holiday – Goddamn man strength just ripping the ball out of people's hands, bro. Dude, that that play in last year's finals is still so legendary, dude. Freaking strips Booker goes down, throws that oop to Giannis. Dude, I couldn't believe that when it happened, bro. bro. Dude, that was so fucking crazy, man. That was so awesome. Uh, All right. It made me sad, but it's okay. 
We got to get through these last ones. We've been uh, we've been cutting it up a little bit. We got to get into our predictions. But first, um, is this finally the year that the East could be better than the West? Dude, when I saw that topic, I hadn't even thought about that. And I think it, it might be true. I think it is. All right, like, let's go through, like, top four teams in the West. Who do y'all have? Definitely... I'm trying to think if I would put the Jazz in the top four again. Actually, just give just so give Lakers me, are up there. Lake, yeah. yeah, Lakers are top Lakers four. Are top four. I would Nuggets. say Suns, Suns, Nuggets, Suns, and then probably Jazz or Clippers. Mavericks or Warriors. They don't have Kawhi. Yeah, but they don't have Kawhi. They're not top four. <sighs> they're not top four. You're fucking tripping if you think they're top four without Kawhi. Is he out all season? Yeah. Yes. He tore his ACL. I knew he tore his ACL, but I didn't know when it was. I forgot when it was, so I didn't know. This is the playoffs. Shit. Okay. (laughs) He's out, bro. All right. Well, yeah. In that case, no. Yeah. The Clippers are not. uh, I'd say it's probably Mavs, Warriors, or uh, Jazz. One of those other teams. Yeah. That's the top seven. Let's just do top seven. And then in the East, you got Bucks, Nets, uh, Heat, Celtics. 76ers. Sixers are still up. That's five. yeah, like the Hawks, top. You didn't mention the Hawks. Hawks too. Yeah, I think the East definitely takes it this year. Yeah, I think, I think you're the right. The East is like just slightly better. Like the teams at the top, I feel like are a lot Not better. The, I don't even know about the top, bro. And then you go through like the Hornets are good. The uh, the Pacers are good. The Pacers have like five like Chicago. Chicago's gonna be Chicago. Good. Yeah, Chicago's, Chicago's a dark horse. They have a lot of fucking talent in the East yeah, now. This it's, is it's finally this is definitely again. it is yeah finally back to I would I honestly I mean yeah it is more balanced than it's been in any years in recent past but yeah no I mean I just think, looking at it it looks like the East is going to be the king it might be better and then you go like to lower Lafraud like, goes to the West when the East Lafraud. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, bro. When the, it's when the East gets strong, of course, that's when he's in the West. Yeah, of course, dude. Pussy. Fuck off. Whatever. <laughs> All right. And then last topic before we get into our full NBA season predictions is who are some of y'all's potential breakout players to watch this season? Just maybe like one or two guys you're looking at. I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. I already mentioned one of them is uh, Kyle Kuzma. I think. At Washington, it's a pretty good situation for him. He's going to get a lot of minutes with Bradley, even though Bradley Beal is day-to-day right now with an injury. It'll be fine. Um, Bradley Beal is definitely going to be the star of that team. But, I mean, Kuzma could turn out to be the number two guy. Um, I don't know. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie as well could have a good season for them. So, depends on how he is. But that's that's one of my guys for potential breakout player, Kuzma. And then another one, a more popular pick, is Michael Porter Jr., with Denver, yeah. I, I think this That's is his year. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, this, I was going to say, bro. This is his year. He's going to be dude, one of the – yeah, he's going to break out. He's so cold, bro. He's good, bro. He's I so Dude, I got cold. him in both my fantasy leagues, bro. Let's fucking go. Man, fuck you. I'm still pissed I didn't get the draft. Okay, I felt so bad about that. Yeah, so for, the, those test, list, bro. so for those listening, we decided <laughs> to do a last-minute GTD Sports uh, Fantasy Basketball League, and – with you know our staff and Colson was an honorary uh, member of the league as a podcast guest, and so we kind of did it last minute, and a couple people missed the draft, and Colson was one of them. So I feel a little bit bad about that. I auto drafted for like three or four of my picks as well. 
So I kind of feel your pain, but not as much. I'll get some dirty pickups. So it'll be all right. Did you look? Who did you look through your team? Are you like uh, somewhat saw, satisfied? I saw a couple people. I got fucking George Paul. Who else do I got? I think I have uh, Darren Fox, who I fucking had last year. Pisses me off. He can't fucking shoot threes efficiently enough. Uh, a couple other good players. I didn't really like look at it too much though. But yeah, no, it's sure a different beast. A team. It's a different beast. Yeah, I mean, sometimes auto draft teams end up being the best. So yeah, never know. But anyway, back to the breakout players. Who do you guys got? I got Kuzma and Michael Porter Jr. are my two guys. Elijah, you want to go? Um, yeah, give me Zach Levine for one. I think that. Um, can he, he be a breakout a player? I was, about, I was just about to say that. I don't know. So cold last year already. I get what you're saying true. though, because it'll there'll be a winning team though. I get what you're saying. A lot so more people saying, are gonna notice him. I think. Yeah. We're, are you talking well, about then, more damn. like most improved, Ryan? Um, I guess, but more so like potential breakout in the sense that they're gonna become. More covered and stuff. Yeah, more covered, more respected. Okay. And more I think Zach about. Levine deserves to be in a conversation because he's going to have a better team. He's the best player on the team. So I agree with that. That makes sense. And then, um, God, I another one I had is I had LaMelo too, but just because I just yeah. love watching LaMelo. I mean, he yeah. was rookie of the year last year, so, I mean, he technically already has, like, yeah. broke out. But, nah, man, I, I love watching him play. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's still not he's all good way. TV. Yeah. So I love, I think he's going to shoot up, shoot up. Like you got to have him in prime time type shit, like national yeah. televised games. I agree. I want to see him versus Luca a lot. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think two players I would look out for. I have a few to be honest. I have more than two, but I'm going to name. Hey, go two. for this it. Is, uh, Miles Bridges on the Hornets. Oh, yeah, I've heard something about bro, him too, yeah. Bro, Miles Bridges, he's going to be a monster. I just have a feeling. As, as long as Gordon Hayward doesn't take too many of his minutes and his touches, I mean, they can play together because he played a lot of power for it last year too. But I think it was when Hayward was injured last year, like the last 20-some games, Bridges averaged almost like over 20 points a game. And he shot – He shoot. he's a good-ass shooter. He shoots like over 40 from three. And I'm sure you all have seen his dunks, bro. He's an athletic fucking monster. Yeah. He is a monster, bro, and he's young. It's like his third or fourth year in the league. So mm-hmm. I'd look out for him, bro. I think he's going to be a stud. Uh, I was thinking Michael Porter Jr. earlier. I think he might average like 25 this year, bro. Bro, yeah, at least 20 points a game, bro. I think I made a bet with some. I made a. I think I made a bet with one of my friends uh, that he'll average over 25 until the All-Star break. Like after that was like the that was like the chunk of games we picked that'd be averaging twenty five or over, especially because Jamal Murray won't be back yet. Yeah, and especially if he can stay healthy himself, Bruh. which he has. Besides uh, missing his rookie year, like he hasn't really missed a bunch of time since he's been back with his uh, back injury from then. Yeah. Uh, another player I was looking at, I think is going to be uh, is going to re- be really good, and I've liked him for a while. Is OG Ananobi on the Raptors? Yep, Bro. yep. I have him. He's actually uh well once we get into our predictions, he's one yeah. of my picks for the awards. But yeah. Not this year, but uh last year when they had a good run in the bubble and almost uh it, I don't know, it wasn't the Celtics. They made it to the second round and made it to a game seven against the Celtics in the bubble, I believe. I was watching him, I was like, dude, with these limited amount of opportunities, he looks so fucking skilled and he's so young. 
And then he just keeps getting better. He had that crazy game winner in the bubble, if y'all remember, that buzzer beater three. Like, wow, he threw it over the defense all in the corner. He just, like, put it up real quick and made it. I think he he's going to be a stud. He's already a stud on defense. He's a big-bodied wing, and he can shoot. And he's looking a lot better with his footwork and everything when he goes in the paint. He's going to be fucking good. And then Jordan Poole and the Warriors, too. I, I – I really like Steph. I want him to have some help, and I hope Jordan Poole does keep doing what he's doing, especially what he's looking in the preseason, bro. See, interesting. I got a monster on tonight's uh, you know tip-off bet. I got I, I chose um, the under for Jordan Poole's points, rebounds, and assists. It's set ah, at twenty-four and a half. Oh, ah. <laughs> yeah, twenty-four and a half. I mean, it's kind of a lot. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's pretty much the fucking. Uh, no, Wiggins is probably still the second option as of now. But I don't know. It might be pool, bro. Just depends. Another one I, I almost put in my top two, but I'll put a, another extra one, is uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker on the, uh, the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans roster is, like, wide open for potential breakout players. Especially because they just let Lonzo walk. Yeah, so they dumb. have so many young guys. I mean, just – Look at like Jackson Hayes. A lot of people are hype on him too, even though he hasn't really gotten that much opportunity yet. Yeah. Devontae Graham, I think he'll be he'll Devontae Graham actually might be another breakout player too. He was pretty uh, solid on the Hornets. Yeah, I really don't like him, but maybe. maybe. I don't know. I just think the opportunity is there for like anybody on the Pelicans to like to go out and take it, really. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, though, they're really not going to be that good of a team this year. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't. I mean, they're going to be better than last year. At least their spacing's not going to be fucked with Eric Trashcan Bledsoe and then fucking Stephen Adams. They got Val Valanciunas too. Valanciunas can at least somewhat shoot. He can somewhat stretch the floor, and he's better than Stephen Adams. So, yeah. And they don't like I said. They don't have fucking Eric Bledsoe who can't shoot, and he's running point guard. So they'll right. have five people on the floor except for Jackson Hayes. When he gets on the floor, that can shoot, so that'd be good for them. All right, we've been droning on now. It's time for the official NBA season predictions. We're gonna go through just about every award, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, all that stuff, and and then at the end, give our finals matchup and prediction for the finals winners. So for me, I'm gonna start off. Let's do. Do you guys want to go? Uh, like by award, or do you just want to go one person read them all off at one time? Let's go by award. Yeah, by go by award. award. All right. So starting off with MVP, I'm pretty sure we're all gonna agree on this. I know Elijah and I agree on it, and Colton, I'm pretty sure you will too. But I'm going with Luka Doncic at plus 500 odds. Is he is he top odds? He is the yeah. favorite. Yeah. 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 I thought it was funny when uh, you sent me the outline and you already had Luca written in for me. And I was like, yeah, okay. I, I guess. Yeah. I, I literally wrote it. I you, copied you and pasted because I knew. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Colton, you're kind of hesitating. You have any other pick? I don't know, man. I, I KP just scares me, bro. Like, I, a lot of it, like I'm saying, like I said earlier, a lot of it depends on him. Mm -hmm. If he's healthy and he plays well, we could be a top three seed. And if we're a top three seed, I think Luka gets it. Right. But if that doesn't happen, I think I'd go with Durant. Durant, I like okay. Durant too. 
I think I'd go with Durant. Well, I don't know. It could be fucking Harden, too. It just depends on the exactly. voters want. So, so, yeah. At this point, probably Durant's due for another one. So, yeah, if you had to make an, an official pick, would it be Luka? I'd or still K- have to go with Luka because he's okay. just going to put up the stats, and he's clearly the best player on his team. Yeah, Durant definitely. is slightly better than Harden, but it's not like it's not like it is to KP and Luka. Yeah, and Harden might even be better statistically just because – I was about to we'll, say, he might put up better stats because he's probably going to have fucking 10 to 12 assists a game and close to the same amount of scoring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won't be as efficient, though. Yeah. Right. All right, and then next up, Coach of the Year. I'm going to – I'll start us off. I'm going with Nate McMillan at the Hawks at plus 1,400 odds. I think it's good value here. The Hawks, I think, could potentially get a four seed in the East if they really, you know, play their best basketball. Trey Young has been an MVP candidate. People have talked about him potentially breaking out for that. So I like Nate McMillan a lot. I think he's one of the better coaches in the league. He's had already had some, some success, so I think it's a good pick. Uh, for me, I picked Ty Lue. Um, I just think that last year he showed that he wasn't just LeBron's puppet by taking a Clippers team without Kawhi over the Jazz. Um, yeah. And then maybe they could probably, if they sneak in as like a fifth or sixth seed without Kawhi, I mean, probably get coach of the year. That's true. There's a lot of potential for him if, if they do well without Kawhi. Okay. I could definitely see that. I want to say Steve Nash, but I feel like he would never get it with the people. Like with he's actually one of the favorites. Really? Yeah, he. I think he's like the second highest favorite. Shit. Jason Kidd is as well. Yeah, I want to say Jason Kidd, but I can't just fucking pick Mavs for every fucking award. <laughs> uh, I got a couple also, heat players. Also, I don't think Jason Kidd's that good of a coach, but we'll see. Uh, I'd probably go with. Dude, I think I'd go with Steve Nash. Just they can get a top seed without their third best player, and they show out like he could definitely end up winning it. So, I mean, yeah, there's a reason that yeah. he's listed as one of the favorites. Yeah. yeah, I'd go with him. All right, so defensive player of the year, I'm gonna go with this one's slightly a homer pick, but it's also like there's reasoning behind it. Bam has been so close the past two years. Uh, he's Clearly one of the best defensive big men in the league. Uh, so I'm going with Bam Adebayo plus 1,400 odds to win defensive player of the year. Uh, I also have players, bro, but continue. Yeah, I, I also have Bam. Um, he got second last year, right? Yeah. Oh, he got yeah, second? So I didn't I'm pretty sure he that. finished second, yeah. Okay. So um, I, I just see him taking it over as the, getting that award. So All Rudy right. Gobert is the, is the heavy favorite. Bro, if he gets another one, it's going to piss me off so much. Exactly, though. Exactly, bro. I yeah, mean, I don't, don't get yeah. me wrong. He's amazing, and he's literally the only reason their defense isn't garbage, as we saw in the playoffs. People couldn't fucking contain their man, and when he wasn't there to protect the rim because he was getting stressed out to the three-point line, they fucking suck. So, uh, I'm going to go with – God, I want to say AD. You know, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons when he gets traded. <laughs> dude actually though ben simmons is like the third highest favorite still Bro, even with all this shit going he's on a, he's amazing on defense i mean yeah he is he's one of the best defenders in the league for sure it's just will he see the floor enough though to win you yeah know, defense player of the year as long as he gets traded early on in the season that's my pick all right which will probably happen with the way things are going so i fucking hope so i'm tired of this bullshit 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Next up is most improved player. We already kind of talked about it, but I'm going with OG and Anobi at plus 2,800 odds. This is juicy odds for what I think he should be more favored. I really think there's a lot of room for him to improve. So give me OG. Um, I mentioned him earlier as well. I got Zach Levine as my most improved player. Um, I just think that the Bulls are just going to ascend a little bit. Probably like be sixth seed. So, and he's definitely going to lead the charge with that. So I got Zach Levine. All right. Interesting. Okay. Uh, go with MPJ. Michael Porter Jr. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's that's I it was really a coin toss for me between him and OG Ananobi. I want to go with Pool, but I don't think Pool is enough opportunity. I think Michael Porter Jr. is the favorite. For he has to, bro. He has to be. Jamal Murray is not there, and Jokic loves the pass, and he sets him up real nice. Okay. I think he probably is the favorite too. I'm not. I don't remember off the top of my head. Pretty sure he is. would not. Would not surprise. He's got to be at least one of the favorites. Yeah, he's, a, yeah, he's at least got to be in one of the, like, the top three. All right, and then sixth man of the year. I, I, it's a little bit of a homer pick again, but I really, <laughs> oh I really believe in him. Okay, if I like, I said, bro, if he plays anything like he has in the preseason, this award is his. Give me Tyler Harrow. Plus two thousand odds for six man of the year. I almost okay. took Terrence Ross was my other pick. Terrence Ross for Orlando. Yeah. I got I Kevin Hoarder. I like Hoarder. that. He's one of the favorites. I like yeah, I like that. Yeah, I was about to say. I think Terrence Ross could get it if he gets traded somewhere else. No one's gonna pick a six man of the year on a shit team. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm going with Jalen Brunson. Really? Should have won it last year. I don't care what anyone says. All right. Okay. I like that. Man, almost shot 50, 40, 90 last year off the bench. Should have got it, bro. How many shots a game was he taking, though? Uh, I don't know, but he averaged like 14 points off the bench. And he had like three or four assists, too. Efficient, bro. All right. And then rookie of the year. I actually have two picks. I have one official pick and then one fun pick. My official pick is... Jalen Suggs at plus 650 odds. Even though he got drafted to a shitty team, I think he was, even though he was a good, what was he? Was he picked fifth or sixth? Fourth, I think. Fourth. No, fourth? no, no, it was fifth. It was fifth. Yeah. Scotty Barnes is fourth. Yeah. So I was I was surprised. I thought he was the king of the Jalens. Jalen Green went second. I liked Jalen Suggs better in college. So. I'm going to ride with him to do to translate better than the NBA. That's my official pick. Now, my fun pick is Josh Giddy with the Thunder at plus 2300. My man's is a meme on TikTok, bro. He is so Dude. funny on there. So I got I got to just ride with him. Um for me, I got the number 1 overall pick Kate Cunningham. Uh it's the smart pick. Honestly, it isn't that much of a bitch pick because it's not a guarantee every year anymore that the uh rookie of the year wins or the number one pick wins rookie of the year i wonder yeah, what was the last time that happened i think that it i don't remember but i know for the past two years it's been the third pick right because luca lamello was number two lamello's three no three really mm-hmm. yeah i thought he was number two overall who was number two last year wise edwards wiseman yeah yeah edwards why yeah 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 that makes sense and then before that was luca 
No, before that was uh, didn't John Morant win? John Morant was two. John Morant and John Morant was two. Yeah, John Morant was two. And before that was Luca three. When was the last time Ramon overall pick won it? It's been a minute. Let's wait. Let me see. Let's see. I'm gonna look up Rookie of the Year award I mean, by the year. Ben Simmons won it, but it wasn't his actual rookie year. Yeah, that is true. He won it in 2018. wasn't his real rookie year. Malcolm Brogdon was in 2017. Yeah, Brogdon was like what 30 something. He was a second round pick. I mean, wait. Oh, Carl Anthony Towns. What? Where did he? Okay. Was he number one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was Cat. about to say. I okay, knew he so was. Cat was, was the last one, and that was like 2015. 2016. Yeah. yeah. Before that was Andrew Wiggins and Michael Carter Williams, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin. List goes on. Yeah. So basically, Cat Wiggins and then fucking Blake Griffin, like the last ones to do it. Yeah. Uh, my pick. I'm gonna go to Scotty Barnes, bro. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I don't know if he's gonna get enough opportunity, but dude, he's looking nice, bro. I think he's gonna put up a lot of assists, and then he's gonna get a decent amount of points. A lot of the rookie year stuff is like someone's narrative, but a lot of them just like to see points and then just stats in general. Mm-hmm. So it could be interesting. Yeah, the rookie of the year is tough. Like I last year, I picked Killian Hayes on the Pistons, bro, because I thought I don't know. He's I was like, so that's a dark, bad. the dark horse, bro. He's not bad. He got fucking hurt. What are you talking uh, about, uh, dude? He just look. He looked bad when he when he's. He played for like two weeks, bro, and then he tore his hip lateral. I don't even know, dude. Something in his hip. He got fucked, and I lost my money. Whatever. You know, you know what, bro? Fuck it. Desmond Bain should have won Rookie of the Year last year. Bain's good. Dude, he's cold, bro. I put a little play on that. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Like (laughs) ten for nine hundred. Yeah, that's funny. Solid odds. All right. Oh, that's like the last of the major awards, and then uh, for our finals matchup, I I know we can't. You guys kind of talk shit on the Lakers. I still believe in LeBron just because it's LeBron. And that is really the entire reasoning behind my pick is because I think LeBron is going to get another ring before he's done. And if it's not this year, it's next year. If it's not next year, it's the year after that. So give me the Bucks versus the Lakers in the finals, and I'm taking the Lakers to win it all. Oh, my God. LeBron's getting a ring, baby. Fuck Camarillo. Fuck Russell Westbrook. Just give it to LeBron. LeMickey. Fuck you. <laughs> no, what are y'all's picks then, huh? Um, I'm going to take Nuggets, Nets, and Nets to win it all. Nuggets? I was just about to say, interesting. All right. Bro, with Jamal Murray back, I think you could argue the best team in the West, though. When, when does he come back? I don't know. I don't know his exact timetable, but I know it'd be near the end of the year. I'm going to Google that. Because I, I mean, don't think – because my reasoning there is that, like, I don't think that um, the Lakers are going to get it done. I don't think that Phoenix can go back again. And the Mavs, I'm waiting to see what Jason Kidd coach team is going to look like. And then so we have the Nuggets right there. Um, y'all are hyping up. Michael Porter Jr., who's obviously going to be much improved, and then they're going to get Jamal Murray back, and then of course they have Nikola Jokic. So it could, it could happen. It could. I mean, it could happen. 
I didn't. I didn't think the Suns were going to the finals, but they fucking right. did. So right. I just want to point out, Chris, I was on this podcast, and I called the Suns going to the finals last year. You're right. You, you <laughs> did. Yeah. But I called the fucking Nets, and they didn't get hurt, man. No, I was gonna be right. My dark horse was Stupid. was the Bucks that same episode. There you go. Forget so about that one too. I fucking forgot what I said, but I was wrong. Right. You were wrong a lot during the playoffs yeah. last year. I'm going to be a real homer with the pick here. I don't give a shit. I believe fully in the Oh, my God. Mavericks. All the way, they're winning it. Who are they going to play? I don't think the Bucks make it. The Mavs win, bro? I think the Mavs are going to beat the Nets in the finals. So oh, my good. God, bro. Actually, I like you know it. fuck that. I like Mavs it. versus Heat in the finals. And we fucking beat the Heat again. Fuck the Heat. Bro! Oh, my God. <laughs> if it's the Heat in the Mavericks, bro, oh, that will be – I will fucking love that, dude. I Sweet. would love that so much. Unless we Sweet. lost. Sweep every win by like <laughs> – Unless we lost. Bro, fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Average like 40, 10, and 10 on Jimmy Butler's head. And I love Bro, Jimmy. fuck no. What are you and talking I, about? I love Jimmy. He's getting fucking sauced by Bro, Luke. Tyler Harrow himself. Tyler Harrow. Drop a 30-point double-double every game. You know, I would say someone lock him down, but we don't have perimeter defenders. Reggie Bullock locking him down, bro. Reggie Bullock. Reggie yeah. Bullock locking him down, baby. Oh, dude. I actually, though, I mean, of course it would suck if we lost because then I would just have to deal with, like, every Mavs fan that I know like, <laughs> shitting on me. your friends. Yeah, exactly. So, But <laughs> if the Heat won, I could literally just strut around everywhere I go, like, fuck you. Let's go. Like, like, fuck you. That, that was bullshit. Jimmy probably averaged 20 free throws again, just like Dwayne way back in the day. But anyways, that's a different topic. <laughs> hey, whatever gets the win, you know? All yeah. right, and then last topic for predictions is a dark horse team. Who is the team you think could make the playoffs, maybe upset a team in the first series, maybe, you know, ruin some expectations? And for me, that team is the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I really like the Grizzlies this year. I think they're a playoff team. Barely. Barely, but they're a playoff team. Um, I'm going to go with the Hornets for mine. Um, okay, yeah. I, I, like I said, I love LaMelo. Bridges is good, too. Um, and then if I were to pick another one, too, maybe the Kings. Halliburton's really? pretty okay, good. Really? Okay, really? Halliburton's not too bad. De'Aaron Fox is ascending. But I'd Heels, love to see I mean, them. they got the guys. But I'd Heels. love to see them in the playoffs, to be honest with yeah. you. Can I do one per conference? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. I think I'm going to go in the East. Did the Hawks count as a dark horse? They did kind of go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, but that was also with a bunch of injuries and then the Ben Simmons shit. They should have fucking got clapped by the Sixers. All right, we'll let you go with it. Well, we could either go with them or I could also see the Pacers winning the series too, especially with Rick there now. True. see that. And then uh, in the West – I want to say the Warriors. I don't know if that counts either. I think it counts, actually. I feel like year. that counts because they didn't even make the playoffs last year. I, that definitely counts, yeah. I think I could I could honestly see them get into the conference finals. It's, so wait, who is your pick out of the East? Uh, I was going with the Hawks. Hawks, okay. Yeah. Hawks. Hawks or the Pacers. I mean, if Hawks doesn't count, I'd go with the Pacers. I could see the Pacers beating someone in this series. All right. Yeah. Well. That is that's all we got for prediction wise shit. Oh, dude, just talking about basketball, man. It's kind of like I don't know. It's just jazzed me up for the season. Like I'm ready, even oh, though yeah. 
Sadly, when do the do you know when the Mavs are they playing tomorrow? I don't play till Thursday, bro. Yeah, same with the Heat. So who do you, who do you guys open up against? Uh, do you remember Elijah? I don't remember. No, I don't either. Let's see. I'll I know the Heat, quick. bro. We open up against the Atlanta. Bulls. Oh yeah. Oh, that'll be a good game. More yeah, more Trey Young versus Luca talk. That would be a really good game. That's probably a smart opening game by the NBA. Honestly, I wish it was against the Clippers. <laughs> Okay, for, I wish we just opened up against the Clippers the entire time Kawhi and PG are still there. Oh, Every bro. single year. Excuse me. Ooh. They kind of fucked the heat, though, because now the Bucks have one game, you know, under their belt. They have that. They got their fresh legs. Oh, they're starting against – they're they're opening against the Bucks. Yep. Uh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. It does. Dude, but the Giannis Vegas – come out and drop six threes on y'all boys. The Vegas odds makers only have the Bucks as one point favorites, so they kind of have it as like a 50 50 game. Is it in Miami? Yeah, that makes sense. Though. That's true. Yeah, that is true. And I always forget now, too, with like COVID and everything, home you know, home court advantage might be a, bit, a lot bigger of a factor than it was last year. Yeah, wasn't well, for the Knicks. <laughs> That's true. If anything, it helped Trey Young. Yeah, I put Trey Young into his element, dude. I feel like it never is for the Knicks because every player likes going and playing in Madison Square Garden. It's true. Like every every good player lives for that shit, bro. Yeah, everybody dreams of that. Yeah, that would be pretty sick. Yeah, that would. All right. Well, that is all we got for our NBA season predictions. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking more about the NBA as the season goes on. Now, this is just absolute prime time for sports. I mean, we got NBA tip off. MLB playoffs, NHL opening week, college football, NFL are in the heat of it. This is just, if you're a sports fan, October, November, December, this is the shit you live for, okay? This is, we're going to be talking about all this shit. I'm sure Colton will be back on the podcast again to talk uh, MMA as well, not only just NBA. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be posting after this episode uh, on Instagram, Twitter, all of our predictions. I'll make a little graphic of some kind. Uh, so you can see what we picked for this year, whether you disagree or agree. Fuck you. Um, we're right. You're wrong. <laughs> but anyway, that that's our NBA segment. So thank you, Colton, for being on here. And I'm sure we will see you again. And yeah, thanks for being here. All right, man. No problem. All right. Peace. All right. Do you want to skip baseball talk and go straight to love it or love it? Yeah, we're kind of a little bit over time. We'll, we'll, I guess we can just gloss over it. I mean, we were going to talk about yeah. MLB a little bit, but all you really got to know is that the Braves look for real. Um, they beat the dog, they almost beat the Dodgers again tonight. They had a crazy comeback, but Braves are up two to one right now. And then the bats are alive in the Red Sox Astros series. Yeah. <laughs> the totals hit like every single game, except tonight. Last time I checked the score, it was 2-1, Sox. Um, that series has definitely been interesting. Man, I wonder how much the so the Red Sox organization is just kicking themselves for dumping off Mookie Betts. Oh, um, God, bro. Because they thought they weren't going to be competitive for a couple of years. And here they are in the ACLS. Not the two ALCS. years later. Yeah, ALCS, sorry. No, um, yeah, dude, that's – I mean, Mookie Betts, bro, speaking of him, he has been absolutely unreal in the postseason. He has, like, a .414 batting average and I think three or four home runs. 
fucking insane, dude. Insane. He's good at baseball. Okay. He's very, yeah, very, very good at baseball. Yeah. So, but all right, uh, let's get some love it or load it. Let's hit it. Do you want to hit it first or me? Uh, I'll take the first one. All right. So, Chicago Sky win the WNBA title. You know what? I'm going to love it. Okay. Because Sue Bird? Sue Bird? Yes, sir. I, this is, I believe this is the first title in Chicago history for them. Um, yeah. I do think it's very ironic that the WNBA fucking championship literally the finals was only streamed on ESPN plus like it wasn't even on the actual broadcast channel that says all you need to know about the WNBA and their no, standing well I was at a bar one night and it was playing and bars usually don't do streaming they usually have cable so I mean you're right about that but the w- when they were advertising it kept saying live on ESPN plus Maybe they're just advertising ESPN Plus. May I? Because it was maybe. also on ESPN Plus. I yeah, I guess maybe they were trying to plug it. But anyway, love it. Got their first title. Good for them. Um, I know with all the other sports going on right now, I'm sure the sports world wasn't necessarily paying too much attention to this. But good, good for them. All right. Um, Ole Miss will have Manning at the end of each end zone to honor. Eli Manning and Jersey number retirement. And this is kind of like how the NFL kind of has like end racism at the end, not like the actual end zones, but like the end of end zones. Um, but interestingly enough, this is also the same week or the same game that five-star recruit Arch Manning will be making his official visit to Ole Miss. Oh, I love this. Mostly because of that last part you just mentioned, the, the Arch Manning aspect. That's yep. going to be electric. I'm sure everybody – Whenever Arch Manning makes, you know, a college tour, college visit, his official visit, the universities have been showing out like the student section. What, what was it? Georgia. They painted themselves to say, like, we want Manning or something like that. Yeah. So everybody wants this guy. This is a great way, you know, get some hype around it. And of course, I mean, it's it's the Eli Manning jersey number retirement. So I think it's going to be sick. Yeah. OK. Uh, the Browns QB one. RB1, RB2, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, starting left tackle and right tackle are all out or potentially out for Thursday night football. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna load this one. Do you know who they play on Thursday? Shit, who do they play actually? That's a good I'm curious question. now. Um, but I do know that this is the most um, inconvenient play- Thursday night football schedule. Ever. Yeah. They play Denver. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and load this. I mean, you never want to see injuries, but I mean, for a primetime game to be watching a bunch of backups out there, nobody wants that. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants that. So right. I'm gonna load it. Yeah. Uh Bleacher Report made a Naruto opening theme, NBA theme, and it's kick ass. I haven't seen this yet, but I'm gonna go ahead and love it anyway because that sounds sick. Is it like just a theme song or was it a video per se? Like what, It's a what video. Was it exactly? It's like a, a remake of a, of a Naruto video and they used the song that was actually in um, Naruto. Okay, it's cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll go ahead and love that one. Why? Oh, God. I have no idea what just happened. 
Bro, I accidentally clicked my mouse, and my mouse has like a back button. So I just exited the studio. Okay, sorry. For those that are watching, I don't know what just happened. We're still live, so we're good. But okay. For some reason, I clicked like the back button on my mouse. All right, anyway, let's finish this shit out. Fuck it. All right. So let's All right. over to you now. Um, first up, Derrick Henry is on pace to break the rushing record. He's currently at 783 yards. Yeah, I love this. Um, the dude's a beast. He's on a tear. Monday Night Football is awesome to watch again. Um, I hope that he does it in 16 games, not 17. Because if he did in 17, that'd be kind of bullshit. But uh, yeah, love it. 100%. Yeah, I think that that would make it all the better if he could. That would do it make in it definitely better if he did it yeah. in 16. All right, next up, Draymond Green says that he hates how he can turn on a TV show about basketball and learn nothing about the game of basketball. And he also says the only thing he's learned by watching these shows is that Ben Simmons does not want to play for the 76ers. I absolutely love this. Okay, so like when we talk about Ben Simmons, these are the type of shows that I get to the to like get that kind of analysis, right? Mm-hmm. You know, guys like us just chatting around. But when I turn on ESPN and put on the jump or NBA tonight or whatever it is, and they're still talking about Ben Simmons the way we would, it's stupid. Like I want to get that to gain some knowledge. Um, Draymond definitely has some good points that ESPN is or and some of the other sports entities have gone a little bit too far in the um, infotainment section, trying to sell themselves as journalism and not, you know, um, what's it called? What's that show called with uh, Whoopi Goldberg back in the day where all the women are on? Oh, I know what you're talking about, too. Why is it on the tip of my tongue? Uh, but whatever. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the talk show. But yeah, I agree. We need more actual in-depth analysis. I would love to do in-depth analysis, too. But I also didn't play professional sports. And we don't have the resources to provide that. So I was going to say, yeah, if we had a little bit more resources, we could probably, you know, like film to analyze, which is that's something we're looking into, too. We're probably soon going to be getting the uh, NFL film pass. Oh, by that tonight. I just need to get paid by Jack and uh, Noah. Okay, bet. Yeah, blanket coverage podcast, guys. Yeah, everybody at GTD, we're kind of pitching in. We're going for the NFL film pass, and that way we'll be able to break down some film, analyze some specific players, specific plays, and more so talk about like their actual play style rather than just their stats and right, you know, storylines and whatnot. But anyway, back to love it or loathe it. So next up, we got. Carl Anthony Towns says that his pregame ritual to pump him up this season is to watch a video of two gorillas fighting to death. I love this. This is fucking weird. <laughs> it's, it's super weird. I'm pretty sure he's going to get a strongly worded, strongly worded at or DM on Twitter from PETA. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of funny. Still funny, though. Yeah, I guess I didn't even think about it. They literally fight to the fucking death. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. All right. Last but not Hide least, up. Yeah, exactly. Like what? Come on. Last but not right. least, the new Batman movie trailer came out and it looks dark. Um, I'm gonna love this one too. Uh, I'm a big uh, comic book movie fan, and anytime they're gonna put a new spin on the comic book movie genre, I'm all for it. So this is gonna be like, excuse me, nearly three hours long. And it's going to be a neo-noir movie. And so it's going to be like super like detective style and it's super dark. And Robert Pattinson's actually a good actor. 
So I'm looking I forward for- to see him. I see forgot him as he was the next Batman, yeah. Bro, and Zoe Kravitz is in it, and Zoe Kravitz is one of my favorites for sure. She's gonna be Catwoman. She definitely she's the new Halle Berry for sure. <laughs> she looks a lot like Halle Berry in the Catwoman suit that was in the trailer. Um and I I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely like it reminded me of like when they made the Joker movie. This is the Batman version of that Joker movie. Okay, yeah, I I like that Joker movie. I'm not honestly. I'm really not a big. I like Marvel and I like like the Avengers and stuff. But honestly, I've never really been into DC. Like I've only seen one of the Batman movies. I think it was what? the Dark. Yeah, like, I'm I'm honestly just not super into Batman. I don't know you why. Need to watch the Dark Knight trilogy. I think the one. Which one did I watch? It was like the Dark Knight Rises. With I think the, with the Joker or with Bane. It was the one where jo- the Joker, Joker like okay, blew up the that's, hospital. That's Dark Knight. That's definitely okay, yeah. the best comic book movie of all time. But yeah, you should definitely watch. I like all that the, one. You should definitely watch all the Christopher Nolan Batman movies at least. Um, some of the DC uh, cinematic universe movies are not that good. Some of them are good. Yeah, I just like watched Suicide them. Squad was really yeah. disappointing. The new Suicide Squad that came out was badass, though. I've heard that it's a lot better. Yeah, I've been trying to convince my girlfriend to watch it with me. If you you have HBO Max, right? Yeah. Yeah, just watch it. Everybody has HBO Max now. Everybody has fucking everything, dude. There's so many streaming. Like literally, the whole point of like cutting the cable, you know, getting rid of Directv, Dish, and all that is to save money. But then now, every cable broadcast network, like NBC, CBS, they all have their own streaming services. So I know. like. It's going to end up being the same thing. That's why I refuse to get like Paramount Plus and Peacock and um, a couple others. I was like, that's dumb. But HBO Max, like with the movies that come out day one, that should be in theaters. Yeah. Oh, dude, they're worth it. Yeah. You can watch movies. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. All right. right, Well, that is all we got for this week's episode. A lot of NBA talk today and, of course, some football antics at the beginning of the episode. But that's it. We're going to be back here on Thursday at 5 o'clock for another live episode. If you didn't catch a live episode, it'll be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything like that. So you can find us there. Check us out on our website, as always. And, yeah, that's, that's all we got this week. So we'll be back here Thursday live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, everything at 5 p.m. Central Time. And we will see you all then. Thanks for listening.